We're entering week four of our study that's called Oh So Miami. It's Monday, May 16th. As we're getting started, we're thinking about the collision of values and cultures that takes place in our city. And it's really happening in cities all over the world. Last week, year, I shared the story of Anita and Ronnie Smith, the couple that decided to remain in Libya after the American embassy was closed there. They felt called by God to serve the people, and Ronnie was a well-known teacher at the International School in Benghazi. One of the students said about Ronnie, He was the most amazing person, more like a best friend or a family member. After everything that happened in Libya, we were losing hope, and he was the only one who was supporting us. As a follower of Jesus and as an American, Ronnie knew he was in danger. But he and his wife prayed about those dangers and committed to stay in order to serve the people of Libya. Now, last week, we began to learn the story of Daniel and his friends from Judah. They were taken by King Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon when Babylon took control of their country and their city. They were sons of the nobility of Judah. And Babylon took them to enfold them into Babylonian society with the expectation that they become good Babylonians and they would serve the king. But Daniel and his friends had to make a decision. Would they accept Babylonian culture fully along with the worship and serving of Babylonian gods? Or would they stay faithful to the Lord? Now to understand their dilemma, we need to see the way ancient people thought about their gods. For them, gods were territorial. Judah was expected to have a different god than the Babylonians. And then when you left your nation, it was thought you would leave your gods behind. So in coming to Babylon, it was expected, well, you would worship the local gods and serve them. Add to this the understanding that ancient people saw wars as conflicts between the gods. So Babylon defeating Judah in battle meant to them that the Babylonian gods had defeated the god of Judah, the Lord. Now, hence, once defeated, well, you'd be expected to serve the superior god, the greater god as they sought, the one that defeated your deity. Now, here's our text for today from Daniel chapter 3, verse 4 to 7. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the hornpipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, you're to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as possible... As, I'm sorry, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the hornpipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, all the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now we need to understand the way things were working under King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. To force the worship of the gods of Babylon... Nebuchadnezzar had constructed a great image. It could have been of one of their gods or even of himself. Along with the image came an imperial command, the kind that cannot be avoided and could not be changed. Of course, you can imagine the pressure this would place on Daniel and his friends. 
Sometimes this happens to us. A way of living is forced upon us. And if we don't go along, well, the costs, they could be steep. The costs that you find, you could find a difficult time paying. For Ronnie that stayed in Libya, he paid with his life. He was gunned down one morning while he was out for his morning run. For Daniel and his friends, they are told they would be thrown into the furnace of fire if they refused to bow before the image. Now we ourselves may not say face such consequences for rejecting the idols and gods of our age, but there will be a cost. You may be excluded from opportunities or left out in other ways. Now Daniel and his friends refused to toe the line. They refused to bow down. And actually, those that felt threatened by Daniel in his position went to the king to tell him that Daniel continued to worship his God, the Lord. The king, who had made the declaration, had no other choice than to throw Daniel and his friends into the red-hot furnace. Now, where we live in Miami, the encroachment of idols and other gods may be subtle. But as we've been learning, each city has a way of forming people teaching them what to live for and what matters in life. Our city has that as well. Now, for Daniel and his friends, they were threatened with death. Back to our chapter, verse 17 and 18, they said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Now you have to love the boldness of these men. They believed God would save them, but even if the Lord did not, they were still not going to worship and serve the gods of Babylon. I think this is our challenge in a great city like Miami, to be aware of the idols of our city and commit ourselves to serve the Lord alone. But how can we be aware of our idols? And how can we remain faithful while living and serving in the city? And that's the question we begin with today. Let's pray. Faithful and loving God, give us eyes to see the influences of our city. Remind us each day that we belong to you and enable us to walk in faithfulness to Jesus. Thank you for making the way of grace available to us through him. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.